now is a great time to break into tech. Companies are hiring for remote and in-person roles, and the pay is good with the potential to be great. But you're not the only one looking to jump into tech, and it seems like every job description, even an entry-level one, says you need experience before you apply. What you need is a game plan, a series of action steps designed to engineer your new reality into the world of tech. So let's begin. The first thing you need to do is pick what type of tech job you are targeting. Is it a junior web developer role, help desk support, or maybe a network analyst job? I can't tell you what type of job you should go after, but what I can tell you is it doesn't make sense chasing different types of tech jobs. You need to have a clear understanding of what you're going after. Target clarity is a major key to job hunting success. If you're looking to get an entry-level job in IT, cybersecurity, or networking support, then you're going to want to get a certification. But which IT certification should you get? Well, that depends. Are you interested in getting hired as a junior network technician? Okay, then go get the Cisco CCNA certification. If you're targeting something in general IT support, knock out the CompTIA A certification. These certs help address the lack of industry experience by shifting the focus to the documented confirmation of your tech knowledge. Now look, certifications won't replace actual experience, but if you don't have much experience in IT, cybersecurity, or networking, then you need to start adding certifications to fill in the gap. Is it possible to get hired without certifications or experience? Absolutely. People do it every day. But do you have their connections or do you want to increase the odds in your favor? If you don't have much experience, then give the hiring manager something they can point to that can help justify hiring you. Give them an industry recognized certification. If you're looking to get an entry-level job in coding as a developer, you want to do these four action steps. One, build a portfolio site. Two, do freelance projects. Three, put your code on GitHub. Four, contribute to an open source project. You want to build a portfolio site because your portfolio is the first thing potential employers will look at when considering you for a junior web developer job. You should do freelance projects because that's a great way to get some work experience while you build up your portfolio. Get comfortable with putting your code on GitHub because GitHub is the industry standard for version control and many hiring managers want to know that you have hands-on experience with GitHub before extending an offer. Finally, contribute to an open source project for style points. This last action step will give you hands-on experience working with team-driven projects while helping you network with other web developers. Remember, it's not just what you know, but it's who you know too. Which leads to my next point, network. Every well-paying job I've ever had was because of a connection. People open doors for you. Your hard work and knowledge allows you to walk through those doors. You need to be connecting with people in your industry. Attend meetups, attend industry events, virtual, real, 
whatever. Listen, I used to make websites for small businesses in Atlanta. I got my first client by attending a meetup for entrepreneurs. I gave a 60 second pitch for my web design business. I used that short time to tell my story of how I came into tech and what I'm looking to do. Two people approached me after my pitch. One ended up being my first client that paid me for the rest of the summer. Keep in mind, I sold a website service and I didn't even have a website. Don't underestimate the power of the human connection. Nowadays, it's even easier to connect with people. Thanks to COVID, people are so used to connecting via Zoom. Use that to your advantage. You should be aggressively using virtual coffee chats as much as possible. Find your fans and let them open the doors for you. Let's talk about LinkedIn. First, if you haven't already done so, sign up for LinkedIn. This is most likely the first place hiring managers and recruiters check on to learn more about you. Make sure you take a nice headshot pic for your profile. You can do a selfie, use the camera timer, or have someone else take the picture. But whatever you do, make sure your picture looks professional. That means the background and attire should be on point. In other words, get in front of a blank wall and take a picture with professional attire. What's professional attire? Hmm. Pretend you're going to meet Michelle Obama on TV. Dress like that. If you still need a visual, then Google the phrase smart casual for your gender. Look at the Google image results for more visual examples. After you take care of the headshot, make sure your LinkedIn page tells a professional narrative that matches up to the type of job you are targeting. Let me be clear. Everything on your LinkedIn page should be real, but sometimes it's not what you say, but how you say it. Think about the type of job you're aiming for. Pull up the latest job post for that job type in LinkedIn, Indeed, or whatever. Read the job descriptions for these job posts. You should find that some things are consistently mentioned in different job post descriptions for the same job type. For instance, if you search help desk support, it wouldn't surprise me to find that most of the jobs posted for help desk support have a requirement that you need to respond to and remediate help desk tickets. If I was targeting a help desk support role, I would make sure to either put related work experience that dealt with closing out tickets or state my knowledge of the help desk ticketing environment with a certificate from an online course from LinkedIn or Udemy. Let's be clear, certificates from LinkedIn or Udemy won't have much value to employers, and that's okay. It's the act of pursuing them that may impress a potential hiring manager. The bottom line is that if my research has led me to the conclusion that responding to and remediating help desk tickets is a common expectation for help desk support, then I will do my best to make my LinkedIn profile tell employers I'm good for that. Another thing to focus on is the summary or about section. This is where you can really show your personality while sharing your professional story. Ideally, you want this section to introduce yourself, describe who you are as a professional, talk about what you do, 
explain what value you brought to the companies you work for, inform the hiring world that you are open to speaking about new job opportunities, and highlight your skills, degrees, certifications, and experience. The bottom line is this. If you're trying to get into the tech industry, it's expected that you have a LinkedIn page that recruiters and hiring managers can view to learn more about you. Here's something else we talk about in class. Learn how to read a job description. When you review job posts, you need to identify two things. First, is this job obtainable? Second, are there any deal breakers? You don't want to waste time applying to a job that requires skills and expertise you don't have. For instance, if a job absolutely requires that you have experience with local area network configurations and you don't have that experience, move on to the next job post. Also, check where the job requires you to be. Is it a remote gig? In person only? Do you have to drive to multiple locations every day as a technician? For most people, the answer to these questions could potentially be a deal breaker. Find the deal breakers and quickly move on to the next job post. If you do find an obtainable entry-level role that doesn't have any deal breakers, then there's something else you should look for. For example, Remember the job description I mentioned earlier that required that you have experience with local area network configurations? What if instead of experience, the job description required that you have an understanding of local area networks? Well, if you at least study for either the CompTIA Network Plus or the Cisco CCNA certification, then technically speaking, you do have an understanding of local area networks. So roll with it. Here's the takeaway. Start applying to jobs with multiple requirements focused on understanding concepts. You can't make up for experience, but you damn sure can read a book and gain knowledge. Next up, resumes. Okay, breaking news. You need a resume. But here are some not so obvious things to consider. The work experience on your resume shouldn't be the same as what's listed on your LinkedIn profile. LinkedIn is where you present yourself for the industry. Your resume is where you present yourself for a specific job. What you put on your resume should have the keywords that specifically target the job you are hunting. Also, save your resume as a PDF file. If you save it as a Microsoft Word file, it might look weird when open with LibreOffice or other Office productivity software. The PDF file format guarantees that your resume looks exactly as it's supposed to look. Add your LinkedIn profile so recruiters can learn more about who you are as a professional. Get rid of your high school or college graduation year. They only need to know you have a degree. Don't get discriminated against due to your age. Move your education below your work experience. Your recent job should be more relevant experience-wise. Your work experience is where a hiring manager will focus on. 
They might be looking for examples of customer service, technical troubleshooting, project management, or any skill related to the job you apply to. You should include a table on your resume that quickly spells out your hard and soft skills. You want to make it easier for recruiters to quickly find your skills as they skim through your resume. And finally, write powerful bullet points that explain your impact in previous and current roles. You don't want to just list what tasks you performed. You want the hiring manager to know why it was important and who benefited from your contributions. Okay, we got one more to go. Let's talk interviews. First things first, don't show up to an interview without preparing for the conversation. If you search online, you can find interview questions for IT support, digital marketing, junior web development, and almost every role in tech you can think of. You should use what you learned from reviewing those job descriptions to pick seven questions that you feel will most likely be asked during the interview. Don't forget, any conversation you have with HR, recruiters, or the hiring manager prior to that interview is an opportunity to learn more about the job. Basically, you want to get as much intel about the job you are applying for so you can better prepare for the interview with the right questions to practice with. Add three more questions that test your knowledge of the company you are applying to. These three additional questions should test your knowledge of their products and services, their mission and values, and any recent positive news stories about the company. When you're on an interview and someone asks you, why do you want to work for this company? You're going to use the answers to those last three questions to highlight what you like about their business. This type of information is clutch. It shows that you are passionate enough to learn more about the company. This can go a long way to making the case for why you should be hired. Practice answering those interview questions with a friend or family member if possible. You want to be comfortable when talking to people about your accomplishments. Remember, an interview is just a conversation between people. A conversation you've been planning since the day you decided you wanted to get a new job. You can find Tech or Die episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most podcast directories. Subscribe so you can get an update when the next episode drops. I appreciate your time. If there's a topic you want me to break down, send me a message either on Twitter at Tech or Die or through the contact form on the website. I will leave links to both in the episode description. Good luck with the hunt.